With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. They don't call me the distant relative of the great Nostradamus for nothing. Now, we, we laid out a clear, concise analysis of the Minnesota Vikings after their game against the Seattle Seahawks on Monday night. It was a very costly loss for the Vikings in Seattle, and the heads started to roll on Tuesday. Now, this likely happened on Monday after the game. The decision was made, maybe even during the game, as the Vikings could do nothing offensively in Seattle. And so if you've not heard yet, it's a pretty middle-of-the-road Seahawks team. The Vikings made them look like they were better than they were and gave irrational Seahawks fans false hope that they will actually do something when they really won't do anything of note. Uh, But Mike Zimmer deciding to pull the plug on his offensive coordinator, putting the offense into a blender which I am told is going to be more effective than what the Vikings already had. Now, if you've been out of the loop all day and you weren't paying attention, John D. Filippo, boy wonder, has been fired 
as the Viking offensive coordinator. He is gone. Pink slip. Arriba Deche. See you later. And in his place, does it really matter who replaces him? Does it really matter who takes over? Probably not. Uh, but the quarterback coach, Kevin Stefanski, who sounds like the answer to a like a like an old uh, sitcom, like who's the who's the coach? Kevin Stefanski, uh, but he'll take over the play calling duties for the remainder of the season. Mike Zimmer announced to the beleaguered media that he did not want the season wasted. He did not. He talked about the importance of doing this now. I felt like there was a sense of urgency here in these last three weeks of the season of trying to improve offensively especially and trying to uh, win these final three games of the season. So I made the decision to do that. Now, in addition, this was on a conference call, so the audio is not great, but Zimmer also commenting. It's kind of obvious he's been saying this. You, you, You don't have to be an insider here to have this information. Just listen to the words. He says usually coaches couch their statements, and they, they they give you a false narrative. Mike Zimmer, to his credit, did not. He was very open about the situation with the Vikings offense. Here's Zimmer pointing out the issues that he had. I just didn't think we were making enough advancement in this part of the season to uh, continue to go forward the way we want to go forward. And so, you know, I'm not going to get into specifics about it, about some of the things, but I just felt it was the best interest of the team to – make this move now. But wait, there's more. Here's more from Mike Zimmer, who uses a cliche that all coaches use. It is the time-tested line when you get rid of someone unexpectedly. Here's the line you say when you're a coach. At the end of the day, it's pretty much a production business, and, you know, it would, it's difficult. I mean, Not really. hard thinking about it, hard making the decision, hard because I, I have a lot of respect for John. I think, I think he's a very, very brilliant mind. Um, but we weren't producing, really, was the end of it. Brilliant mind. We fire brilliant minds all the time. So, again, you heard a lot of hemming and hawing there from from Mike Zimmer. There really is no need to defend this. There's no need to defend this. But the question is, did the Vikings make the right call to fire John D. Filippo with three weeks ago? I think the answer is kind of obvious here. You've got the peewee, the safe space, and the dividends. And we will tie all this together. Now, first of all, Mike Zimmer uh, w- was not biting his tongue, as I said. Right? This was a well-thought-out move. I would argue that the Vikings coach wanted to do this a couple weeks ago. And he waited, and he gave the offense a little more time, a little more time, said a little more seasoning. But if Zimmer had his way, he would have fired DiFilippo several weeks back. He has regularly lambasted the play calling of of his offense. They don't run the ball enough. He didn't hide his emotions, and thank goodness for that. We we pointed out here, typically what you get is long-winded sermons defending assistant coaches that are bad at their job, and Zimmer is not in the business of giving out ribbons and empty praise, at least not in this regard. I guess he's done it elsewhere, but... This was something that was inevitable. The Vikings, for all of the offensive firepower they supposedly bring to the table, they were successful as, as much as a peewee football team getting the ball into pay dirt, and the defense has been good enough to win. The offense was not carrying the water, 
and it's it's reached critical mass. You think about how good the Viking defense has been uh, at containing the opposing quarterback. Drew Brees had 120 yards passing against the Minnesota defense. Russell Wilson had 72 yards passing in the game on Monday, and yet those games the Vikings played against the Saints and the Seahawks, they lost by a combined 24 points, and they held Breeze and Russell Wilson to less than 200 yards passing in, in the both games combined. So this is squarely on the shoulders of the offense, and over the last six games, the Vikings have failed to score more than 24 points when up until this past weekend, everybody was putting up Ridiculous numbers. Minnesota has had less than 300 yards of offense in four of the past five games. I think we gave that stat last night. And Dalvin Cook, who's been hurt at times, but he is an afterthought in the Viking offense. And Kirk Cousins got $84 million guaranteed. He is not going anywhere. People can criticize Cousins, take pot shots at him, and certainly he hasn't played particularly well the last couple of games. Uh, but you're not going to get rid of Cousins. You're locked in for the next couple of years with Kirk Cousins. You're changing the play caller, and that's that's what you had to do. They did the right thing. Now, secondly, as we chat here on Fox Sports Radio, this shows this shows you how out of touch some NFL people are. Even even three weeks ago, John D. Filippo had been praised in glowing. Stories on the internet, heartfelt tributes by TV guys, mainstream football pundits giving these endorsements, tossing out all kinds of accolades. Even Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman said during the Viking Patriot game that Filippo could be a head coach as soon as next season. Aikman said that on the broadcast. Well, it turns out that the Viking offensive coordinator at age 40 was much closer to walking the plank uh, than he was to becoming a head coach. And it shows you that life does come at you fast. Right? It's a reminder. In, in the blink of an eye, you can go from the rising star in the coaching world to a falling comet. Uh, and that's exactly what's happened here. So what is the move now? What does Filippo do? I got some advice. Because even though I think this guy's terrible at his job, I'll give him advice. First thing you do is you put your tail between your legs. You go back and you beg Doug Peterson. You say, hey, Doug, I was the rising star when I was with you. I got some of that glow from the Eagles playoff run, even though I was just a measly quarterback coach. You guys blow this year. Why don't you hire me back? I'll go back to Philadelphia. I'll save you. That's his safe space. That's Filippo's safe space to go back to Philadelphia. They can romanticize about that fluky playoff run with Nick Foles, who's garbage, and he can still be a head coach in waiting. Now, the key here, if DeFilippo, the the next move is the ultimate job, where if he doesn't do a, a, a successful run with his next, whatever it is, whether he's the offensive coordinator in Philadelphia or uh, quarterback, coach, wherever. If he stinks at his next job, then he will not ever be a head coach. All right, so the pressure gets cranked up a couple of notches here, and I have no idea who this guy's agent is. I don't know the people in his inner circle, but whoever John Filippo has hired, uh, they are not making enough money because he had every, just about every mainstream football wonk uh, just completely hornswoggled into believing that this guy was going to be amazing, 
uh, and all that. And he goes out to Minnesota. He's given uh, an $85 million guaranteed quarterback. He's given two stud receivers. He's given a, a guy with game-breaking speed at the running back position. And they are just average, at best average. And they've gotten worse lately, the Vikings. All right, the last word here. Now, will these offensive changes provide instant results? Is it one of, It's like a hamburger helper. Is it one of those deals for the Vikings? I'm going to say yes, right? I'm going to go yes on this. I believe there will be immediate dividends, not necessarily because of any brilliant coaching decisions by Kevin Stefanski. This is all about location, location, location. The Vikings, have you checked out who the Vikings play here to close the year? They play the Dolphins at home. They play the the woebegone Lions the next to last week. And then they play the Bears, who uh, have their own issues there offensively. And the Bears will likely be resting up players the final week of the year. So that's who the Vikings play. That is a 3-0 schedule waiting to happen on a silver platter for Minnesota. All right. Now, that doesn't mean the Vikings, they're not a real contender in the AFC. They're not a threat, just like Seattle's not a threat. All right? But they can get back to playing the kind of football that Mike Zimmer wants. He wants a balanced offense. Dalvin Cook will be more of a focal point. They'll mix the run and the pass. That's what Zimmer wants. Zimmer wants that. He's the head coach. He gets what he wants. He's got all these defensive guys, so they'll change it up a little. Clearly, Zimmer was not comfortable with how this was going. I think he made that perfectly clear, and so they decided to, to make the change. And even if it doesn't work, win or lose, hey, why not? Now, there is precedent. I always love when people bring up examples that make, make the, the best-case scenario possible. And some of that has already popped up. Right? Some of that's popped up. We've seen examples. The one I've seen most of, the late-season coaching change that led to a Super Bowl, was the Baltimore Ravens of, I think it was six years ago. The Ravens were 9-3, and three. the team, yeah, the 2012 Ravens. They were 9-3. and three. They fired Cam Cameron in week 14, and then they went on to the Super Bowl, and they won the Super Bowl. They had actually lost three of their final five games to close out that 2012 season, and they still ended up coming back and beating the 49ers in a uh, game that was played in a power outage at the Dome in New Orleans. Of course, that is known as an outlier, though. See, it is... Much more likely that this will result in the Vikings still sputtering out. But again, it will improve the offense because it's what Mike Zimmer wants. And the the Vikings are playing a bunch of pushovers. Right? And we don't bring up examples of late-season coaching changes where it does not work. We only bring up examples of late-season coaching changes where it is successful. That's, uh, that's how that goes. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. If you would like to be part, the number... 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities. And we say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia is right uh, over there. Now you, you we both like Mike Zimmer. You like him because he shoots from the hip, and uh, for well, the most usually. part, for and most he covers part. the spread. I like that too. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, I like him just because I don't know. I think he's a good coach in the defense. He's, he's kind of the anti Sean McVay, right? He he handles the defense, and he just wants somebody else to to take care of the offense, which he's still obviously looking for. 
But as you said, Kirk Cousins isn't going anywhere. They've made the investment in him. How much of this move is for Mike Zimmer to protect his ass? Is, is well, he he's not, next, though. He's next. Like, I this know. Doesn't how, work. how hot is that like, hot next seat for year, him? Well, no, he's fine now. But I'm saying, like, next year, okay. if the Vikings stink again and Cousins is average and the Vikings aren't doing anything, then Zimmer becomes he, he right center stage. Like, he's next. He's, he, he's on watch now. Because Cousins will still have another year after that of, of guaranteed – a bunch of guaranteed moolah, and uh, and all that. So I, I don't think I think that's you, know, you make this move and then you're up next. Your yes. number comes up right. after after that. So, and you know he'll he'd get some other job somewhere else, right? You'd think. Well, at know. least as a defensive coordinator, I would think. The, yeah, I think the Cowboys would hire him back. I guess their defense is playing pretty well, but. Jerry Jones loved him. That Jerry didn't Jerry regret letting Zimmer go? That was if uh, if Marvin Lewis is still around, he can, he can go back Marvin? there. I guess right. Hugh Jackson uh, yeah. goes back there. Maybe he goes back there. A week later, he can go back. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why even bother waiting? Especially if the Vikings are on the schedule, he can go right back and. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's worked out well for the Bengals. That Hugh Jackson pick. Well, has everything been brilliant. They, everything they do is you know touch of gold. It's been solid. Yes, they do. And uh, they were the Raiders this weekend. Yeah, that's a great game. Yeah. Imagine having to watch that game. The no, no, thank you. That is, oof, man. That, Even Roberto won't watch that game. That is, that is tough. No, I probably won't. You know, I don't blame you. Yeah. Well, you got, you got other plans? It's still your birthday week. Yeah, right? it's yeah. our birthday week still. So yeah, yeah. Any special plans for your birthday week? Uh, Two weeks of birthday. Fun? Go to the movies on Friday, big man. Movies. Yeah. Anything good? I, I don't even know. The Mule. Called. The Mule. Oh. Yeah. Clint Eastwood. True story. Well, it's a Hollywood version of a true story, though. Hopped out some Mexicans. <laughs> okay, is that, is that what it says? Help, he's helpful with them. Yeah, yeah, helpful. Is that what it says in the movie? Yeah, yeah. That's the tagline. Yeah, you know, I, I, I got invited to a years ago a private screen or an advanced screening. I was I was in a an audience to give my review of a movie. I got invited in L.A. They have these things at a lot of places, and I, I finally got invited to one. And Clint Eastwood, he, he was in the theater watching the movie with the audience, the screening audience. It was pretty cool. But then he snuck out. Like, before the thing, like, when they turned the lights on, he snuck out. It was very upsetting. Are you sure he didn't, like, doze <laughs> off and they, like, wheeled him out of there? He might have. It was that movie, was it called Fever Pitch? Was that it? Oh, yeah. It was about oh, the, yeah, the, the female scout for yeah. the Braves. Yeah, yeah, he was in that, yeah. Yeah, that's why he was. Yeah, he was, he was his... the f- father, I think? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but he was in the, like, he was in Pasadena, and he was in the in the theater, and then... We, I, I kind of saw him like the sh- the outline of him because he's a so, very thin old man. In your line of thinking, up. in your line of thinking, you and Clint Eastwood went to the movies together. Well, we did. That is correct. We did yeah. go to the movies together. Uh, that's not wrong at all. But I don't brag about that. I haven't really talked about that for some reason. That popped in my head because Roberto mentioned Clint Eastwood's name. Now, Roberto, do you have your ugly sweater ready for the? Uh, yeah, he's wearing it ben right Maller now. He's actually got it. Nah. He's giving a preview party. right now. He's wearing. You see that? That's an ugly sweater. <laughs> he's wearing. You could win, actually. That, I believe that will be the no, winner. You can't. That win. could be the I, winner. As I explained yesterday, that's about as ugly as it none gets. Of, none I think of Ben's that'll win. Will win the sweater. Oh, party. stop! You are so jealous. That's true. You are so jealous. I had people tweeting me. Or not tweeting. They were texting me. They heard here. They heard your rant yesterday. Good. They said you're so <laughs> like you, Eddie. Listen, it's not. It's not at all rigged. There's no rigged. Totally deal. rigged. The radio people just need to be louder. The radio they're, people they're are not loud enough. They're two to one. You need they're more not, friends. I don't have many friends. I know. I know. That's the problem. And plus, a lot of I don't want a lot of people at the thing. You know, it's a big to do. Yeah. <laughs> why, why would you? Why would you throw a party and want a lot well, of people? Well, plus, there? Good like idea. some, 
I, I sent uh, invitations out to people, and I'm now told some people didn't get them. I'm following up with people. They're saying I didn't get it. It's, it's new to me. And... <laughs> oh, that's an excuse. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. I, I, don't, I sent the message out on a text message. What am I supposed to do? And these people tell me, oh, I didn't get it. You know, yeah, you got it. Okay. It says, it says sent. That's, I'm done. My, my part of the transaction is hit send on the invitation. And after that, if you don't get it because your phone service sucks or you haven't uh, charged your iPhone or whatever, that's your problem. That ain't my problem. I hope Lee Klein didn't get his. Oh, you're, oh, see that? Now, <laughs> wow. Look at you. He might be. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Many people say they're going to show up. They don't show up. People don't RSVP. They show up. I have no idea. Please God, don't. Don't let wow. him be there. Now you know he's going to be there because you don't want him. I to know. There. You know he's going to be know. there. If you didn't bring this up, he wouldn't be there. But the fact that you're saying that, he will show up and Racist. he will follow you around. Is what he's going to do. He will follow you yeah, around. That's like yeah. a couple of years ago. You said he wasn't going to be there, and there, oh, there he was. I showed right you. Up. Did I not show you the text message where he said I, I can't make it because I got back from the airport? I can't make it. Walked I was in. so happy, and then here, like Houdini, he, was. he showed up. He was like Houdini, yeah, the Grinch. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This week, the Raiders have beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they upset Pittsburgh. Uh, at that same game, they found vermin in the soda machine at the stadium. Two mice in the uh, soda machine at the Coliseum. Uh, and now they have a new issue for the Raiders. What a week it's been. Terrible team. The greatness of the Raiders. But interesting. Uh, some legal maneuvering is going to cost them a whole lot of money. whole lot of money. If you've not been following the plight of the Raider franchise, the city of Oak, in a fiery statement, announced that they are going to file a federal antitrust lawsuit, not only against the Raiders, but against the NFL and the 31 other franchises because of the Raiders' decision to uproot from the Bay Area and head to Las Vegas. Now, this originally got on our radar back in the summertime, but it has now been cranked up to the next level. The city uh, officials, the office of the city attorney for Oakland, disclosing the lawsuit in a news release stating that they are seeking a resolution for the maximum amount of damages available. Pay the man. That includes lost revenue. Now, the litigation allegation is that when the NFL approved the Raiders' relocation back in 2017 by a 31-to-1 vote, I think, wasn't it 30-to-1? I don't know. Either way, uh, the league and the Raiders violated the antitrust laws by boycotting Oakland, according to the lawsuit. Yet... Here's the key part of this. The legal papers do not say, in fact, they say the opposite. They do not say in the lawsuit that they want the Raiders to stay in Oakland. There's no injunction being asked for. Uh, They don't want to keep the franchise in in Oakland or keep them out of Las Vegas. They're fine with the Raiders leaving. They just want to check. All right, so what are the big takeaways from this? Now, I read the, the, the paper that went out, the statement, that was spitting fire from, from the people in Oakland. So my takeaways here, you've got the ghost of Al, gypsies, and the moral compass. And we will tie all this together. Now, number one, Oakland, the city of Oakland has a very strong case. Now, Raider fans don't want to hear that. But the way I look at this, the NFL is eventually going to have to pull out the checkbook 
or go to petty cash and fork over a bunch of money. Now, I realize that the city officials are going scorched earth, scorned lover is what they're doing. But Mark Davis and the other owners in the uh, National Football League here are going to have to write essentially a big alimony check to make this go away. This is a slam dunk case. It is almost impossible to argue the other side. The Raiders didn't violate. If you're going to argue that the Raiders didn't violate the NFL's own relocation policies, I don't know what kind of leg you have to stand on. Now, there's a lot of nuance to this, but a lot of it at the same time is right in your face. And here's my favorite part of all this, and I read about it. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, the, The great part about this is the irony that the rules the Raiders have clearly violated were the rules that were put in back in the 1980s when the Raiders left Oakland for Los Angeles. So the Raiders have violated the rules that were put in as part of that litigation back in the mid-1980s. So indeed, the ghost of Al Davis is still the guiding light for NFL business dealings, haunting his son who wants to move the team to Sin City. And... As far as the the counter-argument, the only counter-argument the Raiders can make is, listen, the Coliseum is a toilet bowl. It is a a porta potty What are we doing? And I can't really push back on that. But the thing that's going to be the the poison pill for the Raiders and the lawyers from the NFL from everything that I've seen so far is this fact. Right. If you look at the fine print, if you read the law, the city of Oakland has a very compelling case. Their legal agreements, everything I have seen indicates the NFL violated these agreements, and they go to court. If there's not a settlement before they go to court, the Raiders are going to have to write a check. The NFL is going to have to write a check. And as always, the big winner, the big giant winner, is going to be lawyers. Now, the NFL has a bunch of law firms on retainer. But you're still talking about racking up a bunch of extra billable hours. And so all the court filings and the back and forth and the negotiations on an agreement and out-of-court settlement, these things typically drag through the court system at a molasses pace. So this is going to go on for some time. The Raiders could be in Vegas for another three or four, you know, five years by the time any money is actually handed out. Now, furthermore, It is impossible, as we chat here on Fox Sports Radio's Ben Maller Show, it's impossible to think that the Raiders are going to stay in Oakland past this season. It is an untenable situation. The Raiders have said, maybe they're lying, but they've said, hey, if you bring a lawsuit, we're gone. So this lawsuit will expedite the departure from the Bay Area. The Raiders' last home game will be December 24th against the Broncos. That's a Week 16 matchup. And then after that, pack the RV up, pack the station wagon. We are gonzo. Now, where the Raiders go, that is an open question. I want to talk about that because they have options. Uh, The safe play is to move to a town that has an NFL stadium but not an NFL team like San Diego. Go to San Diego for a year. Go to St. Louis uh, and and go go or or put some makeshift stadium up in Vegas and try to play at a rinky dink stadium. Hey, the Chargers are playing at a rinky dink stadium. Why can't the Raiders do that? San Antonio is considered the favorite by some. 
See how John Gruden looks in cowboy boots, the silver and black in the Alamo City. Enjoy some Tex-Mex and all that. Uh, San Antonio officials did say that they were willing to have the Raiders come to their city, even if it's just for temporary housing, and that would allow them to hang out in Texas and all that and annoy Jerry Jones while they build a stadium uh, in Vegas, which is being built right near the winter meetings at the Mandalay Bay uh, there in Vegas. Now, I have a radical proposal that you are only going to hear on the Ben Maller Show. I say don't go to San Diego. Don't go to St. Louis. Do not go to San Antonio if you're the Raiders. Here's my idea. All right. Barnstorming football desperados. Make the Raiders a vagabond team. Pigskin gypsies. All right, let me explain. All right, let me explain here. All right? Now, it's only a temporary move. This is not a long-term move, but listen to me. All right? The NFL sells these international games for a lot of money. There are people that pay top dollar for these international games. So here's what you do. Okay? Hey, Dubai, you want to host an NFL game? How much money you got? Raiders will play a game in Dubai. Mexico City, we're sorry about what happened last year. We'll give you two Raider games in 2018. London, you can't get enough of the NFL. Paris, New Zealand, Australia, China, wherever you want. You want the NFL, Mother Russia, you can we'll make a deal. Highest bidder. You got eight games to sell. Use the money. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. You use the money you generate from these barnstorming games to pay the city of Oakland. So therefore, it doesn't cost the NFL owners money out of their pocket. Now, it would be a logistical nightmare for the Raiders, but so what? You know what? They're going to stink anyway next year. They're not trying to win till they get to Vegas. And think of the fun, right? Deal with it. Is this not a great idea? Is this not a wonderful idea? It's a great idea. Yeah. Cool. Hey, Guam, you want a team? NFL football in Guam? We can make it happen. I know a guy. Call Mr. Davis. All right, last word here. Now, it is never great to side with the slimeball politicians, but on this one, I am going to slide with the politicians. As I said, I'm supporting the general position of the Oakland litigation. Now, see, my moral compass, here's a, my moral compass is on the right side here. This lawsuit spells it out. The NFL operates, as it says here, as a cartel. Now, people hear the word cartel, they think you know, Mexican drug cartel. That's the immediately. But there can be cartels. Racist. It doesn't have to be a drug cartel. There can be cartels in any profession. In professional football, this is a cartel. And you can't push back on that. They control the marketplace. They put an artificial cap on the number of teams allowed. That's what a cartel does, right? They control the marketplace. And as the suit indicates here, the threats of relocation are a central part of the NFL's business practice. They demand public money for new stadiums, which as a result significantly increase the amount of money that the NFL generates and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's essentially a shakedown of lawmakers. Now, I will concede that the issue here is that the dopey politicians fall for it. This con game, this confidence game goes on in all these cities and these you know, small town uh, huckleberry politicians fall for it. They, 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 every single time just about. 
Every and now L.A. actually didn't do it. They got two teams. That's a privately financed stadium uh, in in the hood in Inglewood. But I've I've always stated this. Now the the NFL is successful enough. My longstanding position has been that if you want an NFL team in your city, then invite an NFL team to your city. But you should only subsidize infrastructure. If you want to improve the roads around the stadium, I get that. I'm not against that. But this idea of building these monstrosities, these pigskin palaces, don't do it. The NFL owners can privately finance their stadiums. It can be done. It absolutely can be done. That's what should happen. Insanity is what it is. All right. It is the Ben Mather Show on Fox and we say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. Well, your idea of having the Raiders uh, be a traveling sideshow is is probably not very realistic. But I would say that it's a great there, idea. What are you talking about? If there's one, if there's it. one fan base that you could probably get away with it with, it would be the Raiders because yeah. obviously they've already bounced around from a couple of different places. They're going to go to Vegas, and their fans seem perfectly fine with that. How about so. this, Eddie? How about football at sea? You put, <laughs> you get one of those uh, big, giant oh, that's a, that's a Navy ships, idea. and you put the Raiders play a game, you know, Raiders versus Chargers oh, yeah. in the middle of the Pacific or the Indian Ocean or Ooh, go wherever. What Be a great. fantastic idea that Cross-promotion with the military. Get a bunch of you know military guys to watch the game. It's great. Didn't they play college basketball on a boat? They did that before. They've done that a few times. Yeah, yeah. San Diego. That's, that's accurate, yes. Perfect. Feels a little bit bigger, though, in football. Oh, come on. You've been to Charger games. Do you think that's big? Uh, compared to a basketball game, yes. No, but it's just, there's no one going to those games. Charger games in Carson. All right, anyway. It is the, the Ben Mather Show on Fox. Doesn't matter. Roberto will follow Raiders anywhere. Oh, yeah. Screw the city of Oakland. Raiders could announce their, their four-game mini-pack in Baghdad, and uh, Roberto will be like, okay, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's good. What's wrong with that? It's a, it's a thriving economy in Baghdad. Well, I'm just I'm just glad to get out of that freaking dump sooner than rather, sooner than later. When's the last time you went to a Raider game? Uh, in, the, in Oakland. In Oakland, 2015 against the 49ers. So it's been a few years. Yeah. Uh, Are you going to try to get to that last Raider game? against? Oh, uh, no Broncos? way. I'm not going back to that. No, you know what? Piece of you know what? Get a little soda. Little nah, no mice, way. Mice flavored Coca Cola. Man, that, that place is a dumb. I'm like, I'm never coming back here again. Never again. That's it. That's All right. it. All right, you're done. That's it. He's done with the. He's done with the race. But I, I went. I mean, I went to the game here and uh, over here at the little soccer stadium they have. But on oh, Carson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was yeah. fun. Uh, Just had somebody call up and say that you're racist for saying pigskin gypsies. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. didn't you put him on the air? He hung up on me. I I said, how is that racist? And he's like, well, it's implying that all gypsies travel. I said, that's literally the definition of a gypsy. <laughs> and then he hung up on me. Oh, okay. I just, I just thought you might want to know. Racist. You're a racist, man. I didn't realize that. I, I, had, <laughs> I had no idea. But, but the, the definition of gypsy is a member of a traveling people traditionally living in, uh, you know, like fortune telling and all that. And, uh. Really? Well, he's, he's, I, I said, uh, that's literally the definition. He's like, well, I am a gypsy and I don't travel. Well, you're a bad gypsy then. <laughs> he's a bad gypsy. Oh, now he's really going to be upset with you. Well, no, but, it, but I'm looking at the definition uh, right here. It's right in front of me. Right? There's, um, well, it's not that hard. Like, it's that traveling gypsy. Everyone knows. 
are we doing? What, 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 what do we even give these? We should put the guy in the air. That would have been good. Yeah. That would have been His good. His name's radio. Travis. Call back, Travis. Call back, Travis. I'd love Travis, to. Travis, the gypsy. Why don't you wander to the phone and you can roam over <laughs> and we can, <laughs> we can talk to you about your gypsy lifestyle. Yes? All right. There you go. Good job. Now, Ben, which will be the next city to fork over money to give the uh, these NFL owners a new stadium? Hmm. Question. I'm thinking uh, Kansas City as well, like the oldest stadium, right? Arrowhead. Yeah, the Hunt family, though. They're not going to. They're going to leave that team. I've been to Arrowhead. It's, it, well, I've been outside. It's, really, it's, it's older, cool. but it's been remodeled, right? Uh, I don't know. I was at a Royals game, but I was in the complex. It looked fine. It looked great. I don't know. I mean, it's one of the only two like classic stadiums in the NFL, right? You got Arrowhead, Lambeau, and that's they spent a well. Coliseum, Lambeau's yeah, been completely renovated. The Coliseum, nice. yeah, the Coliseum's the oldest stadium, but that's going away. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, well, what other city is desperate for football? That well, would... oh, it's got to be Buffalo, right? Yeah, but they just got new owners. Like like, like a Buffalo guy bought the Bills, right? So isn't that the yeah? Thing? So they're not going to go anywhere. Probably not. Remember, they were trying to play games in Toronto a couple years ago. Yeah, that yeah. didn't really work out. Didn't go so well. They could use a Canadian city. Like, they could use... That uh, was when Trump was trying to buy the bills, right? Back in those days? Yeah, were... that was around the time. You're fired. It's a good question. Like, what other city would pony up the money? Like, Portland, Oregon? Aren't they building not. the Redskins another stadium? Yeah, Dan Snyder. Oh, 20 yeah, years. that's right. Yeah. Well, the Falcons just moved into a new stadium after yeah, that was 20 bizarre. years. That was silly. Yeah, the Redskins are going to get a new stadium. Uh, everyone else has relatively Saints new... is pretty old. Superdome's pretty... Pretty old. The Dolphins spent a bunch of money th- to get yeah. their stadium renovated, but it's not that new. Uh, but where else would they go? Like I'm trying to think of cities that don't have the NFL that would come up with the money for the NFL. Would St. Louis come up with more money to bring I, the I, NFL? I see back? that they got burned, so they're they're not gonna. San Diego, I don't see that happening. If somebody wants to move to San Diego, if the Chargers want to move back. To you know, 30 years from now or whatever, they could do that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Let's get to it. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And over to the Koopa Loop we go. Ben, when asked about the status of Eric Berry, Andy Reid said that there's a chance that he plays Thursday against the Chargers. How much of an impact do you expect the five-time Pro Bowler to make for the Kansas City defense? Well, this is just what Andy Reid needs. This is the perfect addition. A, Eric Berry, he gives you the daily double. He's going to provide a confidence boost to that beleaguered defense in Kansas City and, more importantly, give the Charger coaching staff something extra to worry about and to game plan against. Now, B, Berry, he's missed four months of practice. He has not been out on the field since he hurt his heel, I think it was back in August. Uh, so the question is, is, is he going to be out there as a, some kind of decoy? I don't know how you're a decoy as a safety, but is he going to be a liability? Right? But if Eric Barry is good, this is an amazing addition. And the, the Chiefs, they don't have a lot of wiggle room because they lost their star running back for obvious reasons in uh, Mr. Hunt. So they, they, have to, you know, they have to change it up here a little bit. And you get better defensive. I think it's wonderful. But again, if, if, assuming he's not limping around in the secondary. Next! Now, after the loss to the 49ers, Vance Joseph ripped Von Miller a bit, saying that he didn't want him attempting to guess the snap counts. Ben had hurt the Broncos with three penalties on Sunday, but it's hard to argue that what Miller has done throughout his career has worked. You think this is bad advice from Vance Joseph? All right, I saw this, and this is another nail in the coffin, right? Vance Joseph, number one, he's, I think, seven games under 500 as Bronco coach. 
He has overseen the recession of the franchise to a second-rate team. And you know, Von Miller, if you had to pick between Von Miller and Vance Joseph, every Bronco fan is going to pick a 29-year-old Vance Joseph. Now, technically, I don't think Vance Joseph's wrong, right? I don't think he's wrong because what teams are going to do, opportunistic teams are going to exploit this tendency. It started to happen, uh, but this is not the hill to die on for Vance Joseph. Next. Now, the New England Patriots are now below 500 on the road this season. However, Tom Brady said that their loss to the Dolphins was not a sign of bigger problems on the road. Do you agree? Well, here's the issue when you look at the, the Patriots. I, they shouldn't be worried because they've proven they can win with Belichick and Brady big games. Now, traditionally, they haven't had to play big games on the road. But assuming they win out here, they'll finish with a wonderful record. They have a tiebreaker with the Texans. They have a tiebreaker with Kansas City. So they'll finish in one of the top two spots. Now, there's nothing to worry about. The Chiefs have been, the Patriots have been great at home. They've been terrible on the road. They're fine. And there it is. How do we do, Kupalu? Ben, you pass it. That is a winner. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention, everyone. And the password is... Password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. And it is time for Password, brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. Password, the word game of the stars. He's here every week at this time. We say hello to our contestants. First of all, from Indiana, he's back, Andy. Hello, I'm back, Andy. Ben. Yes. Who? Welcome, Ooh. welcome back, Andy. Who? We missed you. Oh, Said man. no one. But yes, thank you. Glad you never heard of him. How's life treating you, Andy? We haven't talked to you in a little while. I'm shocked by that because you used to call every hope. week. Well, I have been calling, Ben. It's just uh, you got so many games that uh, you know I can't get in. Are you ri- are you I'm ripping the show? Longer. I think that's a cheap shot. I think you're taking a cheap shot at the show. Well, I'm no longer a game show whore. That is correct. We have that's cured why he's you. playing a game show right now. Yeah, he, well, he called up, but we cured well, him of being a game show whore. We did. Yeah, I'm not like the guy in Cincinnati, you know, who calls in every stinking game. It's true. Look at that jealousy because Justin still calls up and harasses us. Well, Andy, yeah. Andy, tell the guy that doesn't remember when you were a game show whore what you do for a living. Can you tell that guy? I am a uh, voiceover actor, Ben. Professional broadcaster. No. No? no. Okay. Voiceover. Okay. All right. Uh, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. And Ron in Kentucky. Hello, Ron. Hey, Ben, what's happening, buddy? How are you doing Welcome this morning? Welcome in, Ron. It's an honor to have you on again, Ron. You're all full of energy. You're not a game show whore, although I do recognize your voice. Uh, welcome to the show, Ron. Tell the guy in Beaver Dam what you do for a living, Ron. What I actually do for a living is I'm running down the road trying to loosen my load. I got seven women on my mind. One who wants to own me, two to want to stone me, one so she's a friend of mine. Woo! It's karaoke on the show. That's a drop. All right, Ron. Good That's job. what I do. I like it, man. You're having a good time. You're enjoying life. Enjoy That's the journey, right. not just the destination. Absolutely. Yes, sir. All right. I learned that from Phil Jackson. Hold on a second, Ron. So that, that's uh, those are the, the guys playing. Let's find out who they want to partner up. Password is a team game. You will partner up with one of us on the show, and then you, the listener, as you drive to work or listen to the podcast or 
try to go back to sleep or whatever, you can play along. That's the magic of the game, Password. So let's see what we have here. Andy in Indiana. Andy, who would you like to partner up with? Well, Ben, since Eddie's been on vacation, I guess uh, I guess we ought to give him a chance. I'll go with Eddie. Hello? Ron, who would you like to partner up with, Ron? Well, here it is, Ben. I want to win this damn thing, so you're the my man. That's right, Ron. We'll be singing... Acapella. We'll be. I'd be. It'd be magic. All right, hold on a second, Ron. So it's Ron and me, Ben, Andy, and Eddie. Password. The word game of the stars. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. And right back to Password, the word game of the stars, brought to you by. Discover Card, we treat you like you treat you. We have our teams lined up. Andy is going to lose. We'll put the L next to his name. He'll eat the L. Andy in Indiana, former recovering game show whore who's now back getting a little hit here tonight or this morning on the show with Eddie and Ron in Kentucky who's singing while he drives. And Ron's with me. All right, let's play the game here. Now, we have a list of words, 1 to 10. Each word starts out with a value of 10 points assigned to it. With every incorrect answer, it goes down to 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. We go back and forth. I guess Andy was on the air first. I th- Was he on the air first? I don't even remember. Maybe he was. Yeah, All right, Andy, uh, uh, who cares? Uh, you you get to pick the number. Go ahead. Nobody ever picks 10. I'll pick 10. All right, Eddie, number 10. You're up. All right, uh, Andy, the uh, clue is treat. Is what? Treat. Oh, treat. Candy. No. All right, let's go with, uh, Ron, let's go with light. You heard what he said. I'll say light. You, you, can you say that? Will you say light? I said light. In, yeah, everything's connected here. It's all trying to get to the same goal here. So you heard. Treat and light. Ah. Uh. Ah, gosh, I have no idea. All right, is it no idea? Is that the No, okay, it's not no idea. I thought that sounded good to me. Okay, seemed like it should have been no idea. All right. Flying uh, start. Yeah. Uh, So, Andy, I said treat. Let's go with uh, goody. Snack. Yes. All right, so is that seven, eight? Well, we're up now, Ron. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll show these guys how it's done. They, yeah, like you just several, said. Several clues. Uh, Ron, pick a number one to nine. Go ahead. Nine. Number nine. All right. Let's go with, let's see here. Outfit. Apparel. Uh, no. Andy, are you familiar with the Maller Maneuver? Oh, I am. All right. Yeah. Don't don't use the mouth. You're not you're not allowed to use. Here we go, Andy. No no no! Don't do that. Three piece suit. Correct. Oh my God! Man, come on! Oh, turn it on you already. uh, If you could use two words, it would be great. All right, hyphenated uh, words uh, are allowed. I don't know about that. All right, always uh, has been. Let's keep going here. It's password. The word game of the stars. Andy, I guess you're back up, Andy. 
Pick a there number, please. Uh, One through eight, Andy. Uh, eight. A lull number in the eight. show here. Boy, you got all these low numbers here. What's up with that? Oh, go ahead, Eddie. Uh, let's see. How about... Um, go ahead, Eddie. Mr. Yeah. Tough guy over there. What's the score, Coop? 17 to nothing. Thank You're you. wasting oh, time. Wow. Yeah, when, when Ben starts... Yeah. Blow out. <laughs> well, first guy. Ron didn't even answer the first one. Because the clue was so terrible. It was great. It's wonderful. Uh, Andy, let's go with um, saute. I don't know. Cook. No. Mm. All right, listen. I'm using the Mallet Maneuver, Ron. Here it is. You heard what he said. Uh, let's go with deep, deep. Mar- <laughs> what? Marinade. <laughs> no! No! That is not. Nobody says deep marinade. Nobody says deep marinade. No one says deep marinade. You fail. You get nothing. Deep marinade. Oh. What the hell kind of cook are you? Deep, I, I love deep marinade. I'd like, deep, awesome. I'd like to deep marinade. I could throw you on a deep cliff. Deep marinade. Marinade. Oh. It's fried. That's correct, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> See, Eddie? See, I, still, I still got it, Eddie. The Mallet Maneuver worked. It just it worked, worked for me. It worked for the wrong guy, uh, but it still worked. The deep marinade. You still want to put you and Ron in the wind column? Oh, my God, Ron. Sautéed, sautéed, sautéed was first. Yeah. And then he said deep. I was thinking marinade. <laughs> but but he said he was using the Maller maneuver. The Maller maneuver, Ron. It's the I'm, Maller maneuver. I'm so sorry. Is your so favorite sorry. football player of all time Ron. Dexter Manley? Is that your favorite? All right, let's oh. keep going here. Uh, who cares? I guess I'm. Up up. What's the score, Coop? It's twenty-five to nothing. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, it ain't over till it's over. Oh, Ron, it's over. No, it <laughs> it's over, Ron. <laughs> It is so, Will I'd you rather make it have you just sing, Ron. I'd rather have you just sing. I think we're back up. Are we back up? I don't know. Who, who the hell knows? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you are. All right, go ahead, Ron. Pick a number you'll get wrong. One to seven. Number six. Number six. Wow. All right. Uh, very good. A new chance to get it wrong. All right, here's the clue. Let's go with, hmm, let's see here. Let's go with, hmm. Uh, well, it doesn't really matter. I'm trying to think what his answer will be. I'm trying to trying to get in his mind. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter what I say because whatever I say, he'll get wrong. Let's go with allocate. What? Oh, <laughs> Good answer. All right. I give up. That's it. There are still two minutes left, Ben. We you can play, make a comeback. I got more content in these dopey games. All right, uh, Ron, thank you. Never thank play you, these Ron. games again, Ron. You're good terrible job. at this. Andy, uh, you're Golden no good either. For Andy. What are you talking about? He's fantastic. Oh, he had no competition. Listen, that was a giveaway situation. That that was like the Houston Texans schedule, what Andy had oh, right there. Oh, my God. Bunch of cupcakes, bunch of tomato cans. Not jealous Jealousy at all. Jealousy its finest. Not jealous at all. That's Very the reality. So. I call Andy, it like you, it is. you did a great job, and you deserve that golden ticket. You kicked Ben's ass. I like Ron. The shutout victory. Ron's a more entertaining caller than Andy, because that singing no, was great. he's entertaining, all right. Uh, and, uh, After again, I wake up from my nap, I'm going to make a deep marinade, guys. A deep marinade. That's right. Not, not deep fry. <laughs> you don't want to deep fry the turkey. Let's deep marinade the turkey. <laughs> Let's see how that tastes out, uh, how that tastes on uh, Christmas or whatever your holiday. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. 
no smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 